0: Hi, we're the Ghouls Next Door, and I'm Kat, the Death by Robots triple, and I'm Gabe, the Horror triple, and you're listening to the Triples Network, uh, the place where you can geek out about, you know, really anything—the nerd, nerd times, uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely—and and, uh, we specifically geek out about uh, horror and society. Yeah, so
1: enjoy. <laughs> the The ghouls next door
0: yeah and today we are going to talk to you listeners about monsters of love yeah it's a a show on mtv no (laughs) or vh1 or whatever it is uh where monsters uh compete to love other monsters
1: that'd be a good show but that's not what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is our Romance Gone Wrong series, and we today are talking about something more upbeat than the rest of what we've been doing. Yeah, it's happy times,
0: where love is good and you want it to happen. Yes. Even if it comes with a little bit of murder, but like, it's not murdering each other, it's murdering yeah. other people, so it's or okay. murder
1: for you, either. Yeah. It's cool. Joe. <laughs> yeah, we're... Don't okay. hold
0: that murder over my head. I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't
1: ask for this murder. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting some nice and positive feelings out there now that we've addressed more intense topics like rape rape and stalking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got that out of the way. So now let's talk about love. L-O-V-E. Yeah. We're talking about specifically one of the most loved monsters with all the sexy, sexy romance Mm -hmm. that they have, which is vampires. Yeah. They are the sexiest of the monsters. (laughs) <laughs> According
0: to evidence that we found a lot of yeah
1: yeah if if people are fall in love with a monster, despite being told, don't do that it it's the monster's probably a really sexy vampire, and it's like, yeah, they're a murderer, but also he's really hot, yeah, imagine what sex is like. I don't care that my friends are traumatized,
0: yeah, it's totally it's totally chill, it's totally chill because we're all monsters here, and when you're all monsters here. You're like, yeah, hey, other monster. Yeah. Hey, you look nice. Come let me touch your face. Romance.
1: Yep, yeah, that's what romance is. Yeah,
0: but always ask consent before you murder.
1: <laughs> yeah, can I murder you? Usually they're going to say no, so.
0: Well, no, you ask the person you're murdering for is consent.
1: Oh, It's okay. like, hey, is it
0: totally chill if I, like, murder this dude and we eat him together? Yeah. All right, nice. Friday night, calendar, great.
1: Things got weird. (laughs) I don't know if I'm invested in this relationship anymore. I would do anything for love. No. (laughs) No, but yeah, vampires are definitely one of the most erotic of the monsters, right?
0: Oh, for sure. And there's like actually a lot of history on that, which is really interesting, which we'll talk about later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I. I was one of those people who, I wouldn't say, I wasn't a Hard. I won't say that. But... I've
0: never heard that phrase, heard but it, yeah. continue. yes, <laughs>
1: Twilight, Twilight. But when I was in high school, I did read Twilight. I had read it. My friend Olivia made me read it. Um, she always had me read, like, the teen reads. Like, we read a whole series called Summer Boys. She made me w- read Pretty <laughs> What's Little Liars. about? Tell about me. Boys in Is the Summer? Boys in the Summer? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch no you know yeah but that's
0: that was what the time was yeah
1: and yeah so yeah she made me read pretty little liars she made me all those stuff because i was usually like the nerd that was reading like fantasy novels or crime or something weird well it's nice that
0: she made you read all those stuff
1: yes it's nice she made me read all those stuff (laughs) uh (laughs) where do you from me did i say that (laughs) yes you did (laughs) I say it every time.
0: <laughs> I just like I just love you. It's like going to be funny a little bit. It's fine. It's because part of the relationship. I
1: hear myself do it all the time. Yeah. So, I read it and it was okay. And, <laughs> um, but when by the time the movies came out, I was like over it because I was like older. Oh, so I was you like, read it done.
0: before it was cool.
1: Yeah, I hipstered right, cool. it. Uh, yeah, it started my infatuation with like monster beings and romance so like it's when i started to really like werewolves and vampires so i you know i had read twilight mm-hmm. i watch vampire diaries a lot and true blood and being human yeah bunch of it if you got werewolves you got vampires in your show sign me up young gabe is there for it she likes the lore
0: See, I had a weird, like, very opposite experience where I was like, nah. Like, I remember everyone liked Twilight, and I was like, I don't want to like everything that everyone else likes. And it also sounds stupid. Like, why is he sparkly? I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, that's
1: dumb. Like, I, I, just, I didn't like
0: the Twilight vampires, and then I didn't have, like, other vampires to have opinions about. Yeah. So then, like, the same people who loved Twilight in, like, my town, I guess, also love True Blood, and I was just like, well, if you're the person who's telling me this is good, I straight up don't believe you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, your recommendation is trash. I know that, like, anything you like, I probably am not going to like, and I'm probably not going to watch that show now.
1: So you're ruined. You didn't even get a chance to follow yeah up.
0: And I had, like, very little interest in it. I guess, like, my big thing that I was obsessed with was, like, sci-fi robots and, like... Yeah. Or, like, social issues that were more blatant and less like metaphored it was like among the hidden by margaret peterson haddix which is about third children and how people weren't allowed to have three kids so like there was this whole underground society of third children that were trying to gain rights and like allowed to exist so i was like obsessed with that series i thought it was the best thing ever yeah, yeah so i read the other kind of nerd books I read like scary books but they were like the are you afraid of the dark or like goosebumps yeah but otherwise it was all like fantasy stuff that was like no one's real yeah <laughs> no one's a human humans are lame we're all fairies or we're all animals or we're all this and it was just like we're all here
1: cool what's up yeah i read a lot of fairy lore when i was first getting into vampires and stuff i would i remember like reading or watching some of this stuff and my aunt getting like really upset about it okay because she was like back in my day vampires were sexy they were like alluring like dracula like she was talking about dracula and how like you know charming he was and like he would seduce the woman and it was dramatic and it was like beautiful and all this stuff and it wasn't these brooding teenagers it wasn't sparkly it, man it wasn't sparkly man and yeah. i just remember her saying that and being like it but it, <laughs> it's like but it is romantic <laughs> like i you think you just it's just modern romantic now yeah it's not as not the same level of creepy it's a different kind of creepy now
0: yeah like i watch you sleep mhm mm-hmm.
1: and i'm bad but don't think about it you don't want to love me but do please go ahead <laughs> Vampires, Yes. vampires, sexy, sexy vampires, silky, silky, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we're talking about monsters of love, mm-hmm. monsters that represent this weird, romantic narrative that's usually kind of like tragic and dangerous, which oh, just for makes sure. it all the more sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in horror movies, specifically, romance. Um, was a part of what drove the plot and the narrative for a lot of them, like classic horror films. Yeah. So like when you're taking Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, Dracula is absolutely smitten with Mina uh-huh. so much so that he's like risking his life. He's risking people finding out who he is to get her. And John Carpenter is the fly. We see a blossoming romance that survives some truly disgusting transformations in um Anne rice's interview with a vampire that is absolutely rampant with emotions yeah they made these- the
0: sensitive vampire right like, yeah it was like you care about this person yeah who's not a person but he
1: is it's just all tragic and like mm-hmm. woe is us we're <laughs> at the top of this evolutionary food chain and we're still moping around and sad yeah yeah, and um, but then there was like this. We had this snag in horror films for a while where romance and intimacy were looked down upon, and were actually like used as a tool, like a motive for murder. So, like, think Scream or Friday the Thirteenth yeah. with that whole like don't have sex, you'll die situation. But now we're kind of back to this understanding that monsters can find love. Yeah. Um. In one of the films that we're going to talk about today, romance continues on and is in the is the primary focus whereas the monstrous acts take up the background not to be oh, yeah, the love on. is
0: like the big thing like yeah. we are monsters yes but like we love in a way that is so beautiful and profound that like that's the thing everyone should be paying attention to yeah it's, it's like makes it more cute hu- like or more like uh relatable relatable yeah that it's like we are just existing it's totally cool we just do what we need to do to survive
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the other media that we're going to talk about um, does a pretty amazing job of juggling the romance and the lore of vampires and also the political metaphors that often accompany vampires. Yeah. In a really awesome way and sexy way. For sure. Which is like, it's so sexy that it is oftentimes like brushed off as just being like a romp. Like, like just like sex time show. Yeah. But it, I mean that's it's, what I remember
0: being told about it. I was like I'm not going to watch that. I just don't want to watch people have sex all the time. Exactly. I'm Game of Thrones. Like, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> How and many sex shows do I
0: need to watch? I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. All of
1: them. But yeah. It's
0: like <laughs> As someone who watched it very recently for the first time ever, I'm like, oh my god, this is so emotional. I'm like, triggered almost parts. so this is beautiful. Oh my god, I care so much.
1: Yeah. And it's like,
0: there is sex, but that's not my focus right now.
1: Exactly. It definitely, yeah, it juggles that in a way that a lot of fantasy, like, romance novels will do. Yeah. Where, like, romance is kind of something that's, like, built gradually. And that's like a part of why it's so romantic and sexy. And so the, at the forefront is all of like the tragedy that's happening, which I think yeah. is really fun for the other thing we're talking about, too, um, where their rom- romance is so much in view. Yeah. And like the fact that they're monsters is kind of like just an added part to them.
0: Yeah, like, did you know? Hey, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Also, I like really love you and I need you in my life. And like, if you're not here, I'm dead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) World is a vampire. With romantic horror films revolving around monsters in love or more importantly on vampires in love, we connect with audiences who identify their own feelings of otherness and alienation in these characters. Vampires have always been about love and how it conquers mortality. When you have all of eternity to be with someone, do you still love them? Right? It always seems to yeah, have it's this... It's real
0: real. It's a good question. Yeah. It's like, if I have to spend more than 10 years with you, do I
1: want to... Do I want to do that? Yeah. Or you like, can do
0: anything for 10 minutes. How long do you think you'll enjoy that? Yeah. Is this
1: love? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and with vampire love, it always seems to have like a childish tone when we talk about them. In mm-hmm. um, my theory is that when you're a vampire, you're essentially you know, superior. So you have, like, your... Essentially, like, your battle senses heightened. You're faster and you can smell things and, I don't know, sense stuff and fight uh-huh. good. Um, but I also think that their emotions are heightened as well, yeah. which makes them incredibly sensitive, similar to, like, when you're a teenager and everything means everything. Everything is High so intense. Forever. Yeah. You were, like... This is your world. It's really small and everything is intense and extreme and it hurts. Everything hurts. And it's forever. Even the good emotions hurt. And it's it's forever. forever. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like vampires share that same emotional (laughs) like degree. It's just like they also feel everything so strongly and it's so immediate that That's why we get a lot of portrayals of vampires being teenagers or falling for teenagers because that's Mm -hmm. when, like, humans are in their prime of emotion, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and just, like, impulsiveness and lack of, like, restraint play very largely into, like, love in general. Like, you see it in a lot of... Like Romeo and Juliet, it's like, you are young, you are in love, you will die for each other. That is how much you care for this guy you've known for five days. Like, you care. Yeah. That is forever, it is eternal, and it is never-ending. That's how <laughs> yes. vampires are. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Everything's real
0: intense. They live their forever existence that's never going to end, like they're going to die tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's either it's that or they're incredibly lethargic, mm. which is also very teenagery. Of mm-hmm. like, I don't care, I give up. Like, I'm aloof. Incredibly, like, just emo about life. Like, vampires are 100% that. Like, Anne Rice's vampires are that. They're just mm-hmm. the, I give up, I'm done. And even in Only Lovers Left Alive, that's what Adam is. He's the Anne Rice vampire of like, what's the reason to keep going? That's the most teenage thing to ever say. That yeah, is someone who true. doesn't know that there's more to live for. And it's funny because it's like,
0: they should know there's more to live for. But I guess if you're living forever and you've seen so much Mm -hmm. that regular human life starts to look pretty mundane and like zombie-like. Yeah. You're just like, they always do the same stuff. Nothing ever changes. I am evidence to see that because I've been here 2,000 years. Yeah. Y'all suck. Yeah. Y'all don't make the best of your lives that you have. And they're
1: fleeting in the end so early. Yeah. Exactly. By the
0: time you figure anything out, you're dead, so.
1: Yeah. Cool. And it's like, I'm stuck here, and we haven't changed. I am stuck here on Earth while the people who are in power, the people who are in charge, are working at a snail's pace to, like, make this a better world and prove ultimately every time to not do that. And so, yeah. like, of course you're going to get disheartened and not want to do it anymore.
0: Because they don't live long enough to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. They're gone by then. And
1: vampires just have to sit there and be like, okay.
0: Yeah, because they can't just be they're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. You know what they need to do? Mass uprising. <laughs> Turn
1: everyone. No, then they wouldn't have a food supply. Synthetic blood. <laughs> That's a <laughs> Ethan Hawke movie is about. With yeah, all the vampires. And they that. had like the people all like, the last of the humans were just there to be siphoned from. And everyone was a vampire. Yeah. Um, But something that I find interesting in these narratives is that these love interests that are vampires are blatant predators. Mm-hmm. When someone is repeatedly telling you that they are going to hurt you, that they've hurt people in the past, and that they have violent urges, well, maybe you should believe them.
0: Yeah, Oprah said <laughs> <laughs> when a person tells you how they are, believe them.
1: Yeah. yeah, no one's gonna know better than they do. Yeah. But in these stories, our young heroines always pursue them still. Well, it's that idea
0: that, one, you believe that they can change.
1: Yeah, you can fix them. That you can change You are the person that can fix them.
0: But, like, vampirism is very different because, like, you can't fix that. There's no cure. Like, emotionally, maybe a little bit, but, like, you die. And they keep going. They're like, bye, all right, that was a cool 100 years, like, or 50 years, whatever. You're gone now. I forget you 20 times from now.
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely, like... With vampires, when romance is brought into the to the subject, it's almost like instant that we brush off and ignore the fact that they're monsters. Like or that they've yeah. murdered people, that like severe things have happened and that they've affected people in yeah. this negative way. It's completely disregarded. And then it because it has to be in order to make way for romance. Because you can't love someone if you look them in the eye and know that they're a murderer. And in several different types of um, vampire media, vampire romance media, we see that. So in Vampire Diaries, Elena falls for not one, but two vampires. Yes. Two brother vampires that are both bad. That's both, weird. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. A little but, Go ahead. <laughs> Uh but they're both monsters, right? Stefan, who's like her original love interest, is literally called a ripper because he tears people apart. Not for nourishment, but for fun. He that is sounds nice. The modern and jealous to Buffy's angel, right? Okay. He is this epitome of like he's just monster. He just like sees red and then destroys everything and that's why he can't like most do most men yes. <laughs> uh that's why he can't um that's why he has like a vegetarian in quotes diet of like he just eats like animals
0: because when he isn't then he goes insane and kind of yeah. murders then all out everybody <laughs> yeah, guess, he
1: kills go. everything um and then her other love interest damon when we first encounter damon he kills and transforms elena's best friend caroline Cool. And one, I will say (laughs) that... (laughs) That's nice
0: to do for their love interest. Yeah. Awesome. Well,
1: he isn't a love interest for a long time, but I I feel like they just completely forget how murderous he was when he first showed up into town. Like, he was just murdering for fun. He tries to, like, change Stefan back into a monster. They have a weird dynamic that's very supernaturally with the brothers, like... Dean and Sam situation yeah. and like ends up with Damon and it, it it's supposed to be this like amazing love story that took forever to come through yeah um and there's so many things um there's this idea that like Elena makes Damon better all the while ignoring the fact that he makes her worse cool and essentially like she tries to leave like a million times and like she ends up staying and it's it it was mapped out as like this idea like almost like it's her obligation to be with him because she is keeping him in line she's the only one which is all kinds of wrong yeah like that's not your it's not your job that's that whole it's a
0: woman's job to save somebody instead Mm -hmm. of it's someone's job to save themselves yeah go
1: check out some Ariana Grande tweets if you want to figure out why that's that's a narrative
0: that bothers me very much
1: mm-hmm. yeah i absolutely lost it when that you was cannot happening <laughs> save
0: somebody who does not wish to be saved
1: yeah and even when he even if he does want to be saved it's still not your like if it's negatively affecting you if you're being bad if like things are affecting you in that way then it's not worth it yeah. and that trope is very common in vampire human romance when yeah that like He's a monster and you're fixing him. Um, But there's always that friend who's like the sane one who's like, they're literally just one hungry day away from making you a snack because they've done so. Or in like the case of of Vampire Diaries, they have like a switch. That's their humanity switch or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like in their head that at any point they can just essentially become Angelus of Angel. Like, whereas Angel has like his soul and -hmm. it gets taken away. He becomes Angelus. They do that to themselves. And it just, so dissociation. Yeah. It's just at some point they give themselves the ability to turn off all emotions and feeling like a person, empathy, and then they can go and kill people. And then they wake up if they turn the switch back on and then they feel all of the damage of what they've done. And well, then, then they're Well, not worth it. You might as well just not remember it then. Exactly. Which is the problem because then you're still, you're really hella mur- murderous. Yeah, because then you're
0: like you still did it. Yeah. It'd be different if it was like you don't remember it. So it's like, all right, well, I didn't do it.
1: Yeah, but it's still, <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's all kinds of messed up. But in Buffy, uh, she falls in love nearly instantly with Angel. hmm And Angelus. Was, was she called? glamored at any point? Or no? no. Oh, okay. They're just, it's just, they're fated to be. Mm. Like, and that's kind of what it's, it's kind of shown to be. But Angelus is also one of the most horrific vampires out there. He's notorious for tormenting the later crazy vampire, Drusilla, by killing off her entire f- family simply because she was beautiful and pure. Cool. He just needs you know to destroy her. Yeah. Uh This monster gets his soul back because he messed with the wrong gypsy, um, which makes him Angel, not Angelus, when he has the soul in there. He's brooding. He mm-hmm. remembers all the bad things he did. He essentially becomes all those vampires in Vampire Diaries. Um, but the love between Buffy and Angel is doomed from the start because Angel can never feel true happiness or his soul will be gone.
0: Yeah. And then he. So he just has to be a brooding, miserable time all the yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Because otherwise, then he becomes jealous. When he becomes jealous again, he torments Buffy pretty bad. Not mm-hmm. as bad as he's supposedly done in the past. Like, he's really lukewarm in comparison to the stories that we hear later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he just like, he torments her. And then as soon as Angel gets his soul back, Buffy's like, oh, okay, forget all about that. Remember when you can turn on a dime just like god forbid all this and there's also the whole idea that (laughs) his true happiness comes after they have sex and it's like is that the only time you feel true happiness angel like any other time that you're like in love with buffy doesn't count no that's stupid
0: yeah no it's pretty he should just never be around
1: her that's so dumb anyway (laughs) this uh torture romance does make for a fun spinoff But, yikes. Yeah. Uh, Another fun aspect (laughs) to Buffy, though, is the romance between two vampires. So, Spike and Drusilla. Mm -hmm. They're the baddies, but they're absolutely in love.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's kind of like, Spike cares so deeply for Drusilla. And even though they fight like teenagers, because of adolescent emotions, they're kind of sweet in their evil love. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely, like... Yeah, he's just like a teenager about it. And he throws little tantrums and he's oh, and like, like jealous they of break and jealous. Up for a minute, And they're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You will make me a love potion. Yeah. But they're like, they're both evil. They both love each other and they they love who they are as vampires.
0: Yeah. Which is is That's different. It's mm-hmm. so different.
1: So to me, it reminds me of Only a Lovers Left Alive. It's like, we love each other as the monsters. Remember when we ate that homeless man on a bench? Yeah. It was so romantic. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then later in this section, we're going to be talking about True Blood, which we'll have a lot more to say, um, yeah. which I essentially got cat a little good. addicted to.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I really liked it. It was yeah. a great show. It's so, yeah. I was very surprised because, as I said, like, the people who recommended True Blood to me like five years or ten years ago were, like, not great. So I was yeah. like, eh, hey, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. It looks dumb.
1: Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, so that is chock full of vampire romance drama and even some lessons in racism. So who knew? No one knew about True Blood. But it's just... deep, man. These teen dream dramas about falling in love with vampires are just rampant. with Just problems. Don't do it. They're monsters.
0: Yeah. Let's learn. Well, I'll learn you about some vampires. Vampires in movies and stuff like that. In books, whatever. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, or uses metaphors metaphors for societal issues. So you see in True Blood a lot the, like, essence of social issues that surround, like, homophobia and racism and all that other stuff is, like, rights and there's that whole thing where he's like, oh, when are you guys going to get married? And he's like, oh, if it was legal. Like, you know, like, there's a lot exactly. of societal issues being discussed throughout that show. Yeah. And that's the something otherness. that's kind of universal throughout the theme of monsters, but especially... Vampires. So, for example, F.W. Morales, 1922, silent movie, uh, Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror, was an anti-immigration or anti-Jewish propaganda piece, in a, the opinions of many people.
1: Yeah.
0: So, monsters in general and maybe, even if not on purpose, now looking back, we're like, oh yeah, that's about that horrible thing that was going on then. Cool. Yeah. I understand now.
1: Monsters tend to serve that purpose. They're usually, it's not just this is a monster it's usually like okay what time period did this film exist and which group of people were we alienating and making out to be the monster
0: yeah um but it's also interesting to feel like so fun fact of my life as a history major and a big my big favorite was historiography so it's like why were things written the way that they were in the time period that they were written and why so specifically in relation to horror like why was this scary then yeah. So you get the period of time where, like, Dracula's being written, uh, or about. And then, uh, Dr. Jack and Mr. Hyde, like, the monster stories that are, like, kind of being written about in these time periods where science was changing. And mm-hmm. basically, um, they're starting to really look at the brain and the way that the brain operates. Yeah. So there's this big fear around, uh, cerebral, let me make sure I say it right, <laughs> cerebral localization, um, and basically the essence of free will or the human soul and how when they were doing experiments on the brain, it eliminated that idea. Like you couldn't really believe that the humans had souls and could control their actions because the brain was telling you you have a left brain and a right brain. One controls impulse control and the other side does uh, your smarts time. So Nosferatu or Dracula ended up being considered really scary because of the fact that one, as vampires we see that they're very impulse driven they really react and they live passionately and they're going against all the other things that like christian society at the time was saying was repressive Mm -hmm. um so you were told you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to wait till marriage to have sex you're not supposed to be hypersexual you're supposed to have sex with your husband that's it you die yeah Um, and basically that you weren't supposed to be gluttonous you weren't supposed to live fast die young kind of thing Mm -hmm. um bad girls do it well Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the anti idea of that yeah. where vampires you see that that's their whole thing is they're live fast never die but you know they're acting like they're going to die tomorrow. Yeah. Um they're, in, they're having acting sex like they know a, they
1: can't die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's no consequences. Yeah. Sex
0: with whatever we want and eat whatever we want and do whatever we want. We're living. Yeah. Man, let's go. Try me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Bring that whatever steak Whatever the only thing that can kill me. Come at me, bruh Come at me. Um, so that's how they're living. Um, and that was at the time specifically, where it was like Victorian era, they're like, nah, guys, don't do that. That's terrible. Um, that's sinful. God will smite you. All the impulses of your human soul, you can fight like you can have individuality, you can be a good person, a virtuous soul, your soul will be saved if you live this way and contrast to what vampires are saying but all the science that they were doing around then kind of showed that people don't always really have control of their impulses it's very much like signals and triggers and all that fun stuff is what makes you do the things that you do Mm -hmm. and you'll see a lot of that when you're reading Brom stoker's dracula you're seeing like the movie versions of it that um there's this whole lack of control over yourself you are in a zombie like state you are uh being mind controlled you are being glamoured, I guess. Yeah, um, and that like you don't really have control of your impulses, but like the thing that's attracting you is you can't even help it, and that's what's scary. So now we ask, why are they sexy? I'm gonna tell you. So essentially, the reason in folklore that vampires were always portrayed as like sexy things, it's very funny. I'm gonna warn you now. <laughs> Fun fact: when they would uh, think people were vampires, like they suspected vampires existed, they were like, "All right, we're gonna dig up this guy's grave.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally
0: gonna find him in there. It's gonna be cool." Um, but he's, he's a vampire times every, like almost, most of the times when they would exhume the dead body, it would have an erection. So they would assume that that's a thing that I read and I've decided it's true. That's crazy. So that the corpse would have an erection and that like further created the idea that vampires were obsessed with sex.
1: Mm.
0: Um, specifically male vampires, that they were like insatiable. They would go have sex with everything. And that's where also like where... When a widow, their husband recently died, if they became pregnant, they were always just like, oh, yeah, that's their dead husband. They came back. They're a vampire now. Totally
1: fine. Yeah, because there's no possible way that a woman can have sex with someone who isn't her husband. So the only answer is that he came back from the dead. Yeah,
0: it was, like, totally cool. So in a modern lens, you look back at that and you're like, that's, he, she had sex with... The neighbor down the lane yeah she had sex and with her friend now she's <laughs> pregnant but um totally vampire husband
1: yep it's totally fine to be.
0: but yeah we have a more modern lens where we're like oh wait i have some logic i can kind of tell what's going on here uh then they did not they preferred to be like oh no she's still pure it's totally fine guys mm-hmm. it was just a vampire husband um so there was the whole idea that like when they came back the first thing that they were going to do is have sex with people Mm-hmm. So that just cre- continued the narrative that they, there were these sexy beasts that would come back, and that was their whole thing. Yeah, it was never consensual because back then women could not give consent
1: mm-hmm. to
0: sex. It was it only for procreation. The, yeah, you could never want to do that. Yeah. Um, and they would also say that they would use it as a reason that nuns got pregnant, um, or like people who were generally celibate or just like who were societally expected to not have sex ever. Mm-hmm. If they became pregnant, then it was vampires. Duh. They couldn't have done that themselves. It,
1: because it wouldn't be a human man.
0: Like, mm-hmm. a human no. man
1: would not abuse or, you know, take her virtue. A uh, human man wouldn't do that. Preposterous.
0: Um, and another reason that uh, generally, I guess you can explain, like, the teenager end that you were saying, so it's actually true, that a lot of times people were assumed to be vampires when it was people who had everything to live for who died, like, unexpectedly. So, essentially... The people who came back as vampires were always young, vigorous, and vital people who died in a pl- the prime of their life. Mysterious deaths, where um, maybe they were murdered, maybe they committed suicide, or died in childbirth. But um, it was people who seemed like they had everything to live for, who seemed un—that their deaths were untimely and unnatural—and who were expected to resist death, to cling to the world by any means possible. So I guess that's also like the idea that they would come back because they had so much left to live for. They're vampires now. They got to live that rest of that life slash forever. In folklore, when vampires came back, they desperately sought the pleasures of life. They were robbed from them, um, specifically food and sex. Hmm. So unlike what we usually see, is where they can't eat human food. In a lot of folklore, they were like unbelievably gluttonous. They would eat yeah. you out of house and home. They didn't have to just eat blood or drink blood, rather or eat people. Uh, they definitely had to do that for actual sustenance because by regular food, they were never satisfied. So they would eat you out of house and home, and they would also have sex with your wife. Scant.
1: <laughs> the things you don't want. What hedonistic creatures. They have to be vampires. They can't be real. Humans yeah, aren't exactly. that way. Yeah. We suffer. But yeah, vampires are just like a token
0: excuse for pregnancy. Yeah. Like if you were like, oh, why is that lady pregnant suddenly? Oh, it must have been that vampire I heard. I done heard about old timey times. <laughs> And also, like, female vampires were very much described as, like, succubus or, like, uh, sirens. Mm. So, like, they were unbelievably beautiful. Men have no control over their actions. They could just fall victim to these beautiful women who were coercing them into sex. Um, They couldn't have done that from their free will. No. Um, But it was always told that, like, female vampires specifically were, like, the most gorgeous monsters to ever kill you. No Real good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> queen of the damned well it's like think about it like one women aren't allowed to enjoy sex so yeah. if there's a woman out there who's enjoying sex right yep. one that man is caught off guard because this is that's crazy there's They're no like, way what so she has to be a monster and she's taking me against my will because now i'm now with my wife who i just do sex upon i'm gonna have sex I with control a woman. myself Her penis just wants it and that's it
0: yeah, so don't, don't be mad. You're totally on par because what I wrote down was it ties back to the cultural expectation that women aren't supposed to enjoy sex or are yeah. supposed to be celibate and like aren't supposed to be like about it. God forbid. Besides sex, folklore vampires lusted for food, any kind of food and drink. As I said, they were called the Hungry Dead. So
1: instead mm, of the Walking no, 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 Dead, no. they
0: were the Hungry Dead. They were like, I'm gonna eat all your stuff.
1: Yeah. Just very gluttonous. Sorry, I'm sorry, man. They're like the seven deadly sins wrapped up in a, a creature. So yeah, you can honestly
0: like. Clearly see that in a very, like, religious society or, like, um I guess more so a conservative society, that all the things you're trying to tell people not to do, the vampires openly do. It's like they're living. Yeah. But we don't want that because that's bad. That'll corrupt your soul that we are not totally sure that you even have because science. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we'll see a lot in Only Lovers Left Alive of humans being called zombies, uh, which is very in line with the Victorian era ideas that humans don't have control over their actions. They're machines. They're zombies. They can't... They are not free from the idea of, like, having a soul. Yeah. They don't have one of those. They're just machines doing that monotonous life so... stuff, and then they die, and their lives are just such a waste. It's tragic. Yeah. We got no control over our actions. is that? So-
1: stuff as always watch something about vampires yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we watched true blood which is it's a series a on hbo that took place from 2008 to 2014 uh-huh. pretty good uh it was pretty scandalous because of all the sex that's happening which is based off of the Sookie stackhouse novels by charlaine harris so yes. um let me tell you what it's about Telepathic waitress stack Stackhouse encounters a strange new supernatural world where she meets the mysterious Bill, a Southern Louisiana gentleman, and a vampire. Yeah, that was it. That's good. It's
0: ridiculous that his name is Bill. I agree. When she like laughed maniacally at that, she was yeah. like, "Your name's Bill."
1: I thought <laughs> it would be Armand.
0: You're like something fancy. I don't know. <laughs> you live forever. Beer. Your
1: name's Bill. <laughs> Yeah, this show does a really great job of showing that vampires can be used to convey bigger topics. Yeah. So homophobia, religion, racism in the South. There's the phrase coming out of the coffin that's used. The yeah. existence of the fellowship of the sun shows this. Like, there, it's rampant with these things, like uh, signs that say God hates fangs, which yeah. is literally one letter away from yeah. a slur happening and that's yep. and and in the thing about it that it's i found really interesting <laughs> um is that uh even with that even with the fact that vampires exist and they are the new thing to hate they're the new other
0: Oh, there's still underlying levels of racism and homophobia throughout yeah. anyway
1: yeah it's just more <laughs> yeah in season one you really emphasize all these themes and tara who is the best friend who is looking at things logically and actually mm-hmm. has like Both of the the black characters in this, Tara and Lafayette, have really intense, traumatic experiences with vampires where they suffer from PTSD, whereas our white characters are in love and romanticized and like, you know, are fawning over. And despite the fact that their friends are like, I have been tortured, I have I cannot sleep. I have panic attacks because of the existence of these monsters and you want to marry it. Like, what? Even though all that's happening, right? Tara still has to, like, talk about how racism still exists. Yeah. Like, she has this whole time about her and Jason, like, when she's pretending that she's dating him. Yeah. And she's just like, you think with vampires, like, we would be over this. And it's like, like, you always have that idea that, like, if aliens showed up, we'd have a new thing to hate. And so maybe people would finally unite and, like, target this common enemy that's so very clearly another. But... They're still there. <laughs> They're still yes. hating on people. Just on another thing to people. hate. Yeah. Now we just have another one. Yeah. We can hate on immigrants and, like, people of other colors at the same time. And people who are different genders. All of that. We can do it. Um, we're multifaceted like that as a people.
0: Yeah, we're so great at hating stuff. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. And we, like the other shows and that I mentioned, we are given a vampire-human romance. Yep. We're giving that a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um, Suki has a romance with like every kind of creature, <laughs> she has a vampire with potentially kind of in a way, uh, shapeshifter. She kind of is like in yeah, her like, late 20s, and guy. she's still very
0: much like a child she's when it comes pure. to romance. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I love everything except do I? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I loved him, now I love him.
1: Yeah. What's up? Who? What is love? The reason why we can love her, though, as a vampire of someone who is choosing to have emotions like Vampire Bill is that she is that she even though she's an adult. And so it's more appropriate that they're having a relationship. She is still very young she's yeah. a virgin essentially mm-hmm. uh i believe she is i think it is talked about Yeah, no, she, she definitely
0: she said that she was because of uh, the trauma of the molestation oh, yeah, when she was exactly
1: younger. she's very virtuous and also the fact that she's telepathic and can hear exactly what men are up to but yeah. it's like she is very virginal and pure and simple and childlike which makes her susceptible to a vampire that's looking for that like if mm-hmm. you're living for years and years, centuries and centuries, you're going to yearn for something that's untouched. Yeah. Because that's new. That's, like, unique. It's different.
0: Yeah, there's. A, I remember seeing that there was a section of why vampires really liked virgins, which I didn't fully, because re- I was like, Ugh. But um, it's, like, definitely a thing where it's, like, that's the one thing after all this year of awful, years of awfulness. This is the untouched innocence that yeah. is still here. Beauty in the
1: world. I think the best line, <laughs> um, the best representation of the Vampires Liking Virgins uh quote would be from What We Do in the Shadows, which okay. is a great vampire film And one person said, uh Deacon, who's like the more like nerdier one, is like, I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool. But Vodisl Vadis, um, says, I think of it like this. If you're going to eat a sandwich, would you want to eat, would you just enjoy it more if you knew no one had effed it? <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want so to enjoy that, that
0: sandwich a little bit more.
1: Yeah. But still, it's not like anyone's having sex with your blood. It's a little different. It's, it's like, definitely,
0: yeah. What's funny is that like, you're thinking of it in the sense that it's like, you're not stealing their virginity, you're eating them. So yeah.
1: Exactly. I can definitely
0: see the difference there.
1: <laughs> yes, there's definitely a difference. It's like vampires are very sexual,
0: but that's not the entire reason that they're like, yeah, that sounds yeah. great. It's like, nah, it's just like,
1: yeah. It's cool that no one else is. Yeah. Essentially, to a vampire, everything is old. Yeah. So it's nice to have something new. Yeah. And we also watched another movie <laughs> yeah. called Only Lovers Left Alive from 2013. Which I like significantly more than I expected to. Mm-hmm. Um, but only Lovers
0: Left Alive summary. Artistic, sophisticated, and centuries old, two vampire lovers ponder their ultimate place in modern society. Yeah, it was a really good movie. It was very artsy.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, ooh, look at this happening.
1: He was super emotional. It's starring Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. So very pointy-faced, beautiful people. Um, As <laughs> Definitely they are. what it's be. about. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's like... It's so good. Like, And to me, I felt very strongly that, like, Tilda was the best person to pick for that. She oh, was 100%. so she was great amazing. at it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to pick a centuries-old vampire that's just, like, enjoying life and, like, making the most of being a vampire, it's going to be her. She yeah. looks so great as a vampire. She just time. has, like,
0: this intensity about her. Just, like, when you're looking at her, you're like, ooh. Yeah. You're intriguing. <laughs> I can't really explain why. If you told me you were actually a vampire, yeah, I'd probably believe you. Yeah. It's beautiful.
1: I, th- I think, and what I loved about this was that it was more about emotions and, like, humanity, even after not being a human. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's, no on-screen violence. Mm-hmm. It all happens off-screen. Yeah. And there's no sense of, like, damnation or, like, the struggle that we see in other Things. And the fact that we, I also love that they're both vampires because mm-hmm. then we skip over that whole, like, I'm should corrupting we do you this? Yeah, like, I'm trying
0: to change you. It's like, no, we're both just us, man. And yeah. We're going to be in love now.
1: And we live forever. We were married uh, hundreds of years ago. We were really cute and young and now we're even older. And they're also like yin and yang in a mm-hmm. way so like she's always dressed in white he's always dressed in black she's like this like literature buff who loves books he loves music mm-hmm. and they love each other for how different that they are oh I, yeah it's I, definitely
0: like an opposites attract but like total acceptance of each other and it's like they are very much like she's definitely the one that brings the light to the situation mm-hmm. and like helps him feel better and feel like his life that is forever has purpose and, like he should not kill himself yeah and he's like i'm
1: sad yeah, And they write some songs for these zombies who won't appreciate it. Yeah. He's very brooding. He's a classic Anne Rice brooding vampire. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a line where he says, like, he feels like it's this, like, the sand is at the bottom of the hourglass. Yeah. And she says, then it's time to flip it over. Yeah. Which is, like, that's that's exactly, that encompasses their entire relationship, Yeah, right? 100%. Is that he's, like, the glass is almost empty. And she's, like, well, it's half full. Let's fill it back up yeah or oh she we have more to drink stuff. Yeah. yeah you That's know so and it's sweet. it's absolutely cute and sweet yeah. and i i love them so much it was such a pure amazing relationship like especially because so we have these two vampires who are married but they're living in different places so he lives in detroit and she lives in angier so yeah. they live in totally opposite places right now. Cause like when you're, if you're a vampire and you're hey, married yeah, forever, might as well. Yeah. You can just go off and do things and then you come back. Like, yeah. and that's like the story that she essentially tells, um, is that they tend to, to be together and then they part and then they come back together. Like inevitably they're always going to come. Yeah. Back they're together. always going
0: to be together. It's, Essential to them.
1: Yeah, and they are they don't feed on people. Mm-hmm. They're getting blood from a hospital, or he oh, is. Oh, because the
0: humans of the day are tainted. They have these illnesses and are gross. You yeah. don't want to eat them because you'll get sick and your teeth will fall out and you'll get all disgusting.
1: Yeah, so their immortality is in jeopardy, which is another reason why he's probably feeling so sad. So their names are Adam and Eve, which is cute. Yeah. uh adam is your your depressed vampire who essentially wants to commit suicide yeah. he's lived long enough he's tired he feels like everything that could be done has been done he's bored with people they call humans zombies mm-hmm. um he has indulged she <laughs> i really love that she blames like his um essentially like his emotional state like his sensitivity on um byron and Shelley, and oh yeah when she says some other uh some of those french a-holes he used to hang out with yeah which is like amazing like you think there's about a lot of it. just like
0: literature and like lore and just like smart stuff that like if you like know it you're like ooh that's so cool yes and if you don't then it's like totally fine but like it's cool like you have all the little hints and name drops and i guess like literature references we're just like oh
1: yeah, literature and history references. You're like, totally right. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> it's essentially for me, I felt like it's a literature nerd's wet dream. That's a felt like to me. I definitely yeah. got very excited. Like when he, so Adam goes to a hospital. Yeah. to get the blood every uh-huh. time the doctor there refers to him as a different doctor and it's always like a, a spooky sci-fi doctor. So uh-huh. he's Dr. Caligari, he's Dr. Jekyll. Like every single time we have this new uh-huh. person, it's, I love it, I freaked out every single time. There's like, wait, fact that's that what he's saying, he's saying <laughs> the stuff. There's um, the character of, I think it's Marlo? Yeah. Yeah, Marlo, who is essentially... Um, the person who ghost wrote for Shakespeare Uh and he says like he wishes he had known uh, Adam when he was writing Hamlet because he was the perfect character for that, which is true. He's very (laughs) Hamlet-esque in a way that he feels like he is owed more to life than Uh anyone else. Um, And it was just super exciting. And then there's also like um, references to history as well. And when Uh you think about like the futility of like humanity, right? So The fact that they're vampires and they have to live in the shadows, they can't directly change the course of the world. So they have to wait for the rest of the world to catch up. Yeah. Which is something we'll talk about um, next week for another Monsters episode, is that there's a character that's like trying to, like, the world is trying to catch up with her. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, there's a great line where Eve mentions how Adam loves his scientists, and he raves about what has happened to them because of the zombies. Uh So he's like, Pythagoras slaughtered. Galileo imprisoned. Copernicus ridiculed. Poor old Newton pushed into secrecy and alchemy. Tesla destroyed. His beautiful possibilities completely ignored. And they're still whining about Darwin. Right? And it's just like, that... The zombies don't deserve these scientists and these once in a lifetime genius humans because they won't appreciate them. They're not. Yeah, they're not um, seeing the big Acceptable. Picture. Yeah, they're yeah. not susceptible to like expanding their minds. And yeah. so we're studded, we're stuck. Mm-hmm. And so you're if you're centuries old and you're just waiting for people to, to finally their ish figure together. it out, yeah. yeah, that's gonna wear on you. Yeah, and I thought no, I really that was amazing. Thing. Yeah. I think taking. Making the romance is really pure and sweet, making it about two vampires instead of humans Uh and putting all the violence in the back allowed us to make this more about humanity and like history and like our progress. It allowed it to be so much more than just like a stereotypical vampire film.
0: Oh, 100%. It was so nice. It was like you kind of forgot that they were vampires for a minute. You're just like, Oh, you live forever. Cool. So you have this like really unique and great view of society that no one else has. Like that was my favorite episode of true blood was when he was like the town hall and he was like telling everybody about the civil war and he's talking about like how he was there and what it was like. And like the emotions and the way stuff was, it's like, that's every
1: historian's dream. Yeah. It was so so cool. Exactly. And like, if you could find someone who lived forever and ask them and use them to make the world a better place, like, we could, but in all of these instances, we're not doing that.
0: Oh, humans don't listen. Exactly. We don't. We think that's supernatural witchcraft, evil times that we yes. don't want to go anywhere Burn near. Burn it. Yeah.
1: Burn it. Yeah. The, we
0: w- we want to murder everything we should love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Adam and Eve, for me, made it made the idea of if you were to be a vampire and be in love forever more romantic yeah, than like, anything cool. else. Be like about it. As someone who's like indulged as a guilty pleasure in that kind of media where it's vampires living a human and the humans always tasked with that question of like, should I become a vampire to be with my love forever? I've always been like, no, <laughs> like, like it's I'm cute like, to no, think about. I'm like, I get it. I'd
0: like to live forever and like no stuff. Yeah. Or like have this like higher, like the thing that would suck is that like the other ones are not nice. Like yeah. they're bad. Like there's no like bills who like have this still like keen sense of humanity embedded yeah. still in them it's like crazy people yeah. who are like
1: mass murderers or whatever it's still a struggle yeah like for example and what i like about eve is something that i liked about a character in twilight
0: mm-hmm. um is it the nerdy one who like yeah kept going to college
1: yeah so jasper is a character who's a side character who would go to college and he has like a million degrees Mm -hmm. and he just like loved learning and Mm -hmm. I remember reading and it's literally just like a paragraph in one of the books and I was just like I want to know him more I want to know that more because that's what that's like such a genius way to spend your time as opposed to being this like I'm gonna go to college or high school forever like that's dumb that you don't have to unless you look like a prepubescent boy forever like you could definitely you pull need to do a college yeah. student
0: easily yeah. and then just go to college forever
1: you forge documents because you're a vampire you're already doing that just forge them so you say that you're 18 right and that's what I feel like if you're going to be alive forever that's your opportunity to like learn and expand and that's what Eve is doing like Eve yeah. reads and she's like infatuated with the growing world and with knowledge and literature and he also is Adam as well with like the expansion of what music can be right yeah and they're so like their little intricacies it's just really beautiful and that was like that's what vampires should be about yeah if you have the chance to live forever it doesn't have to be about those little minute things that's such a human perspective you are too old to think about the things that we think about yeah you're too like you don't have to worry about dying tomorrow so you're gonna think it's differently time yeah to like live and know stuff and like just Be
0: super interesting and cool, man.
1: Yeah, you can adapt, adou- you can like evolve from where we are, and, and like they think yeah. that they
0: have it like they have it in all the shows. Yeah, they're like, We're so much better. And it's and like, not. You're doing all
1: the same stuff, they're just, just being like big extra. teenagers. Yeah. yeah, it's so dumb. Go
0: get smart, man. Yeah, you can.
1: I, <laughs> I do got time, you. you
0: got time. Love prevails. Go do it, man.
1: if you like it it's i'm coming out of the coffin and I'm, I'm doing, doing just fine. fine i gotta get out because i want it all exactly it's coming out of my coffin if you like it if cool. you don't like it it's my vampire husband got me pregnant
0: yeah totally not john down the, the road nope it was my man. vampire husband
1: it was him he came back to life because i can't have sex with anything else duh yeah dig up his Come body on. he's got an erection sure does <laughs> he's thinking of me he's totally cool guys <laughs> It just goes back into his coffin and lays down.
0: <laughs> with the. It. Resurrection. It's ready to go. With that vampire husband of mine. That's how
1: it works. Yeah. So, for the topic of monsters of love, which are vampires, mm-hmm. how are you feeling?
0: Um, coming out of my coffin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about it. Yeah. I want to live forever, I want to learn all this stuff. I bet you at one point in my hundreds of years, my brain would work real good, that I'd be super smart times. And also, because you'd be a vampire, like everything just works better. You're like, yeah. I wouldn't be all human like. You
1: become super hot.
0: I'm already super
1: hot. Yeah, but it would like, be like, extra. everything would work. You could walk. I downstairs. could run. I could on
0: steps normal. My <laughs> yeah. lungs would function. Yeah. I'd probably like jump off of stuff. You wouldn't and, even like, need it your lungs. Hurt. You don't breathe. It'd be so great. Guys, hey, vampires.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, vampires. Exist. Don't do it. I mean,
0: I still want my soul.
1: I like the sun as a problem for me. For me, it's definitely coming out of my coffin. Mm-hmm. And I am doing just fine. Um, because. Just don't eat anything. It's totally yeah. fine. You're
0: vegetarian now.
1: You yeah. Can't, I would you can't be doing it. Medley. I would hate to have to eat animals. I would just drink blood. You yeah. can make like, cool, like, drinks and some stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I make it interesting. I want to eat people though, and like, you just go to a hospital and take some blood. It's really cool. Yeah, I would love to use a opportunity to to learn more and yeah. to grow. And I understand that would probably be really depressing at times because I'm already depressed at what the world does. And if I knew that it's limited like that forever, like if I were like already now reading history books, I get sad. Oh, 100%. thinking about like
0: I'm always depressed reading yeah. about like the awful stuff that's happened slash still is happening. Exactly. Like, we always. Take two steps forward and then like five steps back.
1: That's exactly. just what history is. Yeah. Whenever sad. I read a book and I'm like, wow, we are still there. We haven't evolved in any way. I get super, super sad. So I guess mm-hmm. if I was also like a vampire and I, was, I actually lived through that, I could see myself becoming an Adam in some ways. Yeah. But you just need an Eve. You need someone to to turn your hourglass over Mm -hmm. you know or you could become the vampires like in twilight and some of them have cool superpowers i
0: think it'd be totally dope if you like still like had some of your humanity i think i could still be a good person and be a vampire live forever just reading books
1: it's also like a lazy person's dream
0: because you're not like
1: the ever uh inching you know mortality is not looming over you like death is not around the corner so you don't feel any sense of urgency (laughs) Like, when you're like, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow, you probably can, because you're going to be the prime. I just just watch a lot of
0: TV and listen to a lot of music and, like, draw and make video games and, like, not leave my house, and it would be so great. So,
1: for the media, for Only Lovers Left Alive and True Blood. Coming out of my coffin.
0: 100%. It was just so great. I really enjoyed this way more than I thought I was going to, because I was always very anti-vampire. Yeah. I, like, dug the whole situation. Now I'm like, yeah, vampires are so cool. Can we just all be them now? Like, (laughs) for it
1: yeah you've yeah you find the the lore and the love of vampires it's yeah it caught me earlier i'm glad that you're wrapped up in it i really really loved only lovers left alive i didn't think yeah, i would and was i'm really so happy i did it
0: and we watched a lot of movies that like we thought would be relevant that like kind of weren't and i really enjoyed those too like i was yeah. just like really satisfied with this little tail end of our romance gone wrong yeah. series. I think hopefully everyone else will really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's such an interesting take on vampires. Like we have, we've talked Dracula, yeah. and it's about time that we talk about vampires. But to do it in this way is very interesting. Oh
0: okay, right. because it's not just like I drink your blood or suck your blood yeah. or whatever. It's like oh my god, but love though. Let's
1: talk. Yeah, let's talk about.
0: Let's talk about feelings. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we got for you. Those are the. That's the monster of love, vampires. So don't get married.
0: You'll live forever and then not have kids.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that made me sad.
0: You can't have to kids. To even touch upon right? it.
1: Yeah. You wouldn't be able to have babies. You'd well, be you be cool, make, but I'd be You sad. become a
0: maker and you make somebody a vampire. Same, and I guess, your I guess you're adopting.
1: People. You get a Jessica. Yeah. Who's the hottest vampire I ever was.
0: Yeah, she seems real fun. I'm excited to see her story unfold.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Bye.